Welcome to Black World and with Ray and Dia. This is a podcast about fantasy and sci-fi. It's about the characters we've had and the ones we should have. It's about the spaces we make and the places we live in. It's about the world we've built and the ones we're building. It's about the Black diaspora, baby. It's about you. It's about me. It's about us. Well, it's always about us. Let's let's get get it. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Black Worlding. It's Dia. And Ray. And today is our first episode of this podcast. It's been a long time coming. We've been working on it since 2021. Yeah, a whole two years. A yeah. whole two years just to get this ready for y'all. <laughs> Perfection. Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our this first episode. We're going to get into intro with who we are, what we do, and why we're here. So again, I'm Dia. I'm queer and non-binary. I'm this head rep wearing entity. I use they, them pronouns. And, you know, when I explain my gender to people, I basically say I'm an elder deity that's roamed this earth for millennia and needs not worship anymore. (laughs) So, again, I use they, them pronouns. And I'm dramatic as hell, if you can't tell. Um, For work, generally, like outside of this, right, I'm an anti-oppressive pedagogy specialist and a professor at a university. I'm also a poet and writer and I'm also about a year off from my doctorate in social cultural anthropology. Ooh, and I have this, thank you, it's going to be Dr. Dia soon. Um, and I have a specialist in black grief, a specialty in black grief, celebration, life, death, and black Afro futures and lives otherwise. So it kind of makes sense. We're going into this, you know, black worlding and what it means. So while Dia is our academic specialist, uh, I'm Ray. Basically, a great ace living my best life beside this elder deity over here. <laughs> uh, she, her pro- pronouns for you listeners out there. Um, I'm kind of a weird mix between technical and literary. So by day, I'm a solution consultant. And by night, a mass media consumer. So mm. basically, after I get through doing my techie shit, it's uh, books, movies, TV. Yeah, y'all see. Y'all see. But essentially... Uh, I've made the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, into a lifestyle. <laughs> truly, truly. You can learn anything. And have <laughs> University YouTube. Y'all know what it is. My Lord, you be coming to me and be like, hey, so I found out this new thing. And I'm like, girl, this is 72 in like a week. But we love it. So um, getting into why we're here, right? So we've known each other since we were about 12, 13, I think. You know, we met. Uh, back then around middle school area, but we became friends in high school and we've been the besties ever since. But our friendship started over this kind of sharing of books, right? We were in the same English class and because, you know, we're both brilliant individuals, we pretty much finished all the work early. So at lunch, we often had a book and, you know, we passed it back and forth. I remember like the first thing is I asked, you know, Ray what she was reading and it was this Cassandra Clare book, I believe. I don't know which one in the series it was, but it was Mortal Instruments, right? Definitely Mortal Instruments. I think by that point, I had started book two, because this was mm. not the beginning of the, the, what was it? We went on semesters then. We were young. <laughs> first couple of weeks of school. Right, right. But, yeah, the first Mortal Instruments series. Man, it was a goddamn mess. It was. You know, we talking like Jason Clary and shit. For, if you know, you know. All right? Right. We're definitely going to talk about Mortal Instruments, just because it's been a, it's been a lot. It's been a lot as far as how we compare it to other literature that we read today and mm-hmm. those of you that are heavy in the YA I mean check it out Cassie Clare all right right it's a it's a ride it's a journey it's a roller coaster it's and you own it for a while but you know sometimes it's it's worth it <laughs> but you know there are other books that like we we pass back and forth right like the House of Night series uh, with 
Kristen and PC Cast. <laughs> you, look, if you read House of Night, don't judge us. We were young. Mm-hmm. The choices were limited. Mm. And if you haven't read it yet, <laughs> it's Vampire Academy kind of thing. I'm a huge Vampire Academy fan, so I actually like that more than House of Night. Mm, true, but yeah. as a group... <laughs> The group of us in the in the high school book club, if you will, mm, definitely read a lot of House of Night. Like I think, I don't think we finished it we because we finish, we, we got read old. About eight out of thirteen of the yeah, books. Yeah, we read yeah. a lot. We read a lot of those mm-hmm. books. It was our stories back and forth. They were they were our stories. <laughs> and then other books like The Night Circus or um, with Aaron Mordenstern or The Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Oh yeah, I think. For sure, we was already ahead of the game on Hunger Games when it came out. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I think I had moved on to book two. We had finished book two by the time there was a deal on it. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, have you seen the trailer for Hunger Games? I'm like, y'all late. Truly. Late. I don't <laughs> read the book. story goes. Right. I, I just want to make sure they do my girl Katniss right. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they didn't. We're like, hashtag not my Katniss. Not, not my Katniss. We won't <laughs> start that beef here. Right. But then, of course, you know, we had Twilight, right? You know, all the vampires, the sparkly ones and stuff. The, I think that was the second movie. We, the second movie was the first movie we all saw in theaters together, Yeah, right? New mm-hmm. Moon. New Moon was the first movie we saw together at 16. I think it was our sophomore year. So we people so. had just got licenses mm-hmm. when we went and saw New Moon in theaters, uh, which you is were hilarious. 16. I was 15. Whatever. <laughs> you ain't got to tell them that. You're just a little bit older. It's they, okay. they dating us now. <laughs> they, all they got to do is go look up when this movie came out. Right, right. And then we had things like the Percy Jackson series and, you know, Cheryl Kenyon one-off. So we just had this kind of thing of passing books back and forth and finishing them in a couple days and coming back so we can all talk about it and making sure we were kept up with it. And we had always had this appreciation for sci-fi and fantasy and, you know, teenage life was stressful. Our particular school was really difficult and it was always nice to just share this different world and these different worlds with people that we cared about. So our books were our soap operas, you know, and our soap operas were also our soap operas. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we had books, TV, series. And you got to remember, this was the age probably right before streaming was really big. So we were watching a lot of these shows week to week, mm-hmm. trying to find them on YouTube. Watching so, the reruns. Watching the, the reruns. new episode didn't come out yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, no, this is when before you could start at the beginning. So mm-hmm. sometimes somebody will recommend <laughs> something to you, oh, and yeah. you start on season two because that's the only thing right. coming out. And you're like, well, I guess I'll figure it out. Let the reruns come as soon as this season is over or whatnot. Right, hoping somebody done bootlegged mm-hmm. it on YouTube or Voodoo or some BMO. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, so like Charmed and Charmed, you would like it started like at season two in the mornings, but it would be on season seven in the afternoons when we got back from school. Man, if y'all remember that TNT <laughs> schedule, all right, Maybe. we had. We had like um, Bones. Then you after Bones, you had Charmed. After Charmed, mm-hmm. you had uh, Ghost Whisper. Ghost Whisper. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> after that, it turned into NCIS for three hundred and seventy nine episodes. Truly. Like, and then, <laughs> and then you know, you skipped up for me. I skipped over from NCIS over to the USA Channel and did Law and Order SVU. Not Law and Order SVU. Okay, so for all of our Olivia Benson supporters out there, whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, a cab, but like we like Olivia Benson. Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay. But again, other shows we had like Smallville, Kyle XY, you know, Heroes. If you remember, if y'all remember any of that, Misfits, Fringe, and Yasha. Oh yeah, big right. big anime fans. Mm-hmm. We will have an episode dedicated to that. All Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Look, and if we can get Megan Thee Stallion to show up, do y'all work out there, Black Twitter? <laughs> do y'all work TikTok? Okay. Everything. Okay, because 
we we want to see that demon slayer okay i need her to bust out some more anime rhymes because i'm here <laughs> okay i'm here for the naruto rhymes come on black clover anyway. and then things like avatar <laughs> the last airbender too you know like for me you know uncle iroh is the goat he's a war criminal but you know a goat nonetheless hashtag firebenders <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't shout out the terrorists in the Listen, show. Listen, we not not them specific. Hashtag not all firemen. <laughs> <laughs> now he reneging y'all. <laughs> Let me stop. You don't put that card down. Now you can pick it up. <laughs> Anywho, we can cut that out in post. <laughs> but you know, in this, we were always thinking, where were the black folks? Right? Where were the other folks of color? And you know, they were there sometimes, but we consumed white stories in droves because that's what was readily available for us. That's what was in front of us. That's what was in our high school libraries and things like that. And those stories are the ones that got made into movies, like we talked about with The Hunger Games or with Twilight or Divergent. Let's just forget about that last book in Divergent. But you know, Mm -hmm. go ahead, go on. That kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, the power of sci fi and fantasy is that those genres allow folks to imagine themselves somewhere else. Somewhere, uh, sometimes somewhere better with magic and powers or sometimes, you know, somewhere that needs work, like a dystopian future where folks are fighting to save or change the world. And it's interesting that in these dystopian futures, we truly believe that the protagonist can change the world, you know, and that's not something Mm. we think of in our everyday life. Like here in America, if you're sitting in America, if you're sitting in other places, be it the Caribbean, Europe sometimes it's very hard to reconcile reality that we can make this level of change that we see our uh, Katniss Everdeen's make, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, what happens when folks of color don't see ourselves fully represented or properly rendered, right? You know, yes, representation is not enough. Everybody says that, and it's very true, but it is something. It's a bare minimum. It's a start. It's the thing that we need to get into this. You know, it's 17-year-old me, being able to get a glimpse of somebody else who looks like me or looks like my family or loves like me or lives like me to get to see them save the world for once, to have magic and powers for once. It's that same seven-year-old me being able to dream of a life otherwise or different than or better than the one I had. And if we can imagine and dream of that at those ages, you know, we're better prepped to turn those dreams into a future reality. If I can see myself saving the world, being important, or even mattering in a story, in a fantasy, I can imagine myself mattering in my actual reality. You know, stories are places, right? They're places to journey to, places to feel safely, destinations to explore, parallel other worlds to experience. And experiencing a story is the act of bearing witness to to feeling and emotion in the safest way possible. So for the rest of us that didn't follow along with all that, (laughs) it just means experiencing the thoughts and feelings through other characters instead of having to try to figure that all out on our own. We can kind of play it out in a safe space and go through that journey, our Bill's romans, if you will, Mm -hmm. in the books and TV and movies that we enjoy. Right. And even in that, experiencing a fantasy or a sci-fi story specifically is like the act of bearing witness to raw imagination. You know, it's dreaming in this most communal and community-oriented sense possible. Okay, Carl Young. You ain't Come fooling on. nobody. Uh, Listen, co- I had that, that class. That, that collective consciousness. I did AP Psych. I got you? a five in it. Thank <laughs> you. 
<laughs> okay, your IV is showing. <laughs> so that's what we got obsessed with at such a young age, right? And that's what we've been interested in, you know, since then. We consume so much sci-fi and fantasy media, and we always talk about it with each other, so we figured we'd just share that with the rest of y'all. You know, we have brilliant insights, and we're funny, we're interesting, and we haven't found a podcast like this, so we figured we'd Tony Morris in that shit, and we just make the thing that we wanted to hear. So, as you can kind of see, you know, you're listening on a conversation between friends. So, treat us like your cousin, your siblings. Mm-hmm. This your transition podcast after work. If you know, you know. All right? We're that, we want to be that comfort show for you. You're a different world, because we are. You're living single, because right now we are. Don't judge us. All right? <laughs> so, you're going to listen to us. We're going to agree. We're going to disagree. Mm-hmm. You may disagree with us, mm. but it's all love at the end of the day, all right? So, just don't be an asshole, and we won't be one in return, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, just want to lay out the format for y'all a little bit. So, we will have three types of episodes, okay? First type is going to be more like an intro to the topics on a macro scale with just a conversation to kind of define out what we're talking about. Because sometimes me and Dio talking about the same shit, Got different definitions, okay? True. We'll revisit that sneaky link conversation because if <laughs> yeah. you know, you know. All right. Uh, but we're definitely going to have conversations about, you know, YA, young adult, for those that don't know, uh, tropes, magic systems, and we're going to have some black author spotlights, mm-hmm. okay? Because we are definitely up and coming in the sci-fi and fantasy realm, and I want to make sure everybody get a little spotlight, whether that's big authors that everybody knows or should know, mm-hmm. all right? Or indie authors, because we really been getting into that. Our second type of episode, we're going to have a deep dive into specific media and showcase exciting new creators and authors. So you will see us shout out, you know, some TV shows, some writers. If y'all know Misha Green, great. Love it. If you don't know mm-hmm. Misha Green, you're going to hear about her because we love, we love <laughs> Misha Green. Okay. We All stand right. Misha. In the we house. stand Misha. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> people supporting people. people supporting people people supporting people all right but then after we kind of have those kind of conversations where we give you those specific examples definitely having some interviews we're going to have something completely different which is going to let you a little bit into our creative process as you heard dia is a poet and writer okay uh i write recreationally but Hopefully, you guys will get to see some of my work in this process. Mm-hmm. But we essentially like to co-create things all the time, which you'll you'll see can get kind of hectic. But hopefully, you love us all the same. If you're, you've stuck around this long, surely we're a little entertaining. But more into that later, you'll definitely see uh, that in the show notes when we publish that type of episode. But just kind of wanted to prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. Listen, we just like to kiki and haha and have a lot of fun. So we invite you to just have fun with us. It's a lot of laughter and a lot of black joy over here. So if you ain't with that, this ain't the place for you, baby. If you don't do cussing on mature content, please locate your local bonding and friends. PBS Story Hour, Baby Shark, etc. We're going to get into a lot of conversation and go like way off the deep end. So I hope you know how to swim. Listen, either you're going to walk with us or you're going to walk away. Everything game for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of our disclaimer section. Uh, This podcast is for us, by us, FUBU, if you will. So (laughs) feel free to participate, but we are not here to educate. Come on now. All right? Mm. (laughs) Moving right (laughs) along. Uh, So we just kind of wanted to close this with you all kind of getting to know a little bit more about us. So Dia, 
Mm-hmm. What made you fall in love with sci-fi and fantasy specifically? Specifically. Mm, okay. So, like, I'm thinking in terms of movies and books and TV, right? Because, like, movies, when we were younger, were probably the first thing that a lot of us got into because, you know, you can watch things and pull them in before you're able to read, right? Or really comprehend in that matter. Yeah. So, I think, like, for me, the first thing that I understood is sci-fi and fantasy. I think a lot of us do. is like Disney stuff, right? Yeah. So, for me, it was what my favorite movie still to this day, but, like, the uh, favorite Disney movie, but the animated Hercules Right, you know, that kind of like interplay of this Greek mythology and, you know, it's not in our world, but, you know, we are witnessing it from our reality and I see all these folks with powers and these minotaurs and the little satyrs and stuff and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this Uh, is a fun world. And let us note the black representation because we know who the real heroes of Hercules, baby. (laughs) Come on now. And y'all know if you, when I say Hercules like that, if you didn't say you mean Hercules, (laughs) I'm judging you. Okay, but moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, we are the muses. <laughs> but you know, things like that. And um, I'm thinking about, I'm trying to think about like other movies. What about you? So for me, I've always been a Disney girl, honey. Mm-hmm. So I've always loved Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in the 90s. So you know, that's pinnacle Disney for right. me. So whether that was Lion King, Hercules, uh, Mulan, Mulan, I always loved mm-hmm. those movies. And but I'm also a kid of the '90s, so for me, I watched a lot of television. Mm. But if I also wanted to get into more, if we want to stay in movies for right now, uh, I love Blade. Growing up, okay, Blade. Okay. <laughs> don't judge me. Jumped right into it. Look, okay, okay. <laughs> Six year old you was like, yes. <laughs> I love Blade. Okay, I love Blade. Blade, you know, Blade and The Mummy. Mm-hmm. All right. These are shows work. that yeah. gave us real plots to me. Like, this was yeah, real yeah. imminent danger. Okay. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a sing along. Okay. <laughs> I love, I love Hercules. Yeah, that adrenaline that shot. Adrenaline shot. <laughs> Look, I, tell me you didn't watch that shit late at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watching folk run around screaming. Like, yeah, where they running from? Right. Just one thing. And I- then when you saw that. Fucking sand monster in the mummy, you like, oh hell no. Nah. Then different. if you were watching Blade, Blade went from why is Wesley's Knights walking around in the rain? <laughs> like, why is it so dark? Why I can't even see the movie. Like mm-hmm. and then they started flashing them strobe lights and folk dancing. You like, man, this is gonna be another white person dance movie. Like I ain't really and before you can even click, all of a sudden you realize it's blood falling from the sprinklers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sold. <laughs> Now, don't judge me or my parents or the age in which I was watching this. Obviously, I was not scarred, okay? But even TV, though. I like mm-hmm. dark, intense TV as a kid. I love Gargoyles, okay? Oh, yeah. Yes. I love Gargoyles. And Animated, yeah. I love yeah. it. I, this is a show that I watch once a year, even to this day. It got three <laughs> seasons, okay? If y'all know Demona, you know Demona, okay? Mm-hmm. Eliza Maza. But this is, this is the first series that, as a kid, I loved. Mm. And then later realized that I loved it because the main leads were black people. I think I, I have a whole theory, and we'll talk about it in later episodes. But for right now, taste of that, I have a whole theory that inherently we knew Cree Summers and Keith David and uh, Sally Richardson were behind these voices. Okay. If you don't know these names, you will know these Maybe names. You better ask somebody. Okay, you better ask somebody. But even like like in that in those shows from the nineties, because I agree, like TV also is something that we constantly kept seeing these episodes of, and we watched it every day. As kids, for me, the like that pulled me into fantasy and sci-fi, 
X-Men. Oh. X-Men. Full off. The first superhero, the first black superhero that I've ever seen was my girl Aurora Monroe, bitch. Okay, Storm. Our queen, our high priestess, <laughs> I love her. Our queen before the queen mother. Come on now, <laughs> like, like no, we, I, like she was one of the first, the first or the first black like superhero and black person with that kind of like power and and that kind of you know uh, presence you know that I had ever encountered and having encountered her at such a young age, I was like, I want to be that. Like that is still my favorite superhero from this day. And then with X Men and stuff in general, I just really loved like the story because I think to what you were saying with like Blade and everything like for me X-Men and we can get into a whole conversation about Honestly. how I feel about Marvel <laughs> X-Men or DC or whatever but like with X-Men you got these people who are trying to figure out like how to just live and, and exist without being you know uh, targeted. targeted or harassed or killed or murdered by all of these folks around them who just dislike them because you know they have some kind of inherent power because they're different, right? And and me, as, you know, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old watching this, if I'm like, huh, something in my brain, that my little black six-year-old <laughs> brain is connecting. Wow, this seems really similar to what my mama be talking about. It, similar to what my this, family be talking and, about. And, and then as you get older, you realize that in X-Men, they develop tools to actually get rid of the the, the mutants themselves. Mm-hmm. And you start to recognize some of these sentinels in real life. Right. And we'll touch on that as well. Mm-hmm. Sentinels <laughs> in real life. That is an episode <laughs> Look, we probably need to write that down. Right. Right? Excuse us while we do that. <laughs> but then, you know, like other TV, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, the TV that we'd wake up in the morning and watch and, you know, get back home from school and watch too. For me, a lot of it if not the majority of it was sci-fi and fantasy. You know, I'm thinking like Charmed in the Mornings, oh, right? You know, my Digimon or my Winx Club or whatever in the Ooh, mornings too. Which? Oh, we are, Will Armour Tyrone Cornelia Haley. Oh, we just we we just rattled that so, off like that. Okay. <laughs> but then you know, like in the afternoons too, it was Charmed again and it was Ghost Whisper and you know, things like that that really just like you got enveloped in this world of the supernatural and in these powers and what a treat that was to you know before i go to school be into something with magic and then come after school and i can jump back into that little world i mean in a way it was almost like any day we would fully accept having powers let's just be yeah. honest even now as adults baby I, I wake up every morning and i do a little flick with Not my fingers to see if i can move some of my mind because just in case listen nothing is impossible <laughs> so <laughs> just in case it happens i'm gonna be like haha i knew it <laughs> look for those of you that don't know, we will be quoting random movies. We might, I don't know how the copyright gonna work, but uh, the fall of all in Fiddly D. Okay? <laughs> Fiddly Faddly Foodle. Okay? Okay? Mm. Y'all know the rest. Because impossible things are happening every day. Every all right? day. Don't judge us. Don't judge impossible. us. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, so, but with what we're talking about with movies and TV, these stories kind of like enveloped us, right? And with TV, it had that quality to like lead us along throughout our days and things like that. But then I also think about books, right? Which are super huge for me. I think I started reading like actively at like five and six and a lot of the stuff that like, honestly, I remember a series, The Help, I'm Trapped in Blank's Body or Help or whatever. Do you remember that series? I don't. So there was a series that was like, help, I'm trapped in my best friend's body. Help, I'm trapped in my dog's body. Help, I'm trapped in my sister's body. And it's this sci-fi series. That, like, <laughs> they had this weird body switcher machine. See, and they kept getting into hijinks. Normal people was watching Twilight Zone. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was that was a book series that I read. But you know, like I don't know that, what that 
I was thinking, you know, Animorphs, right? Like, oh, I was yeah. so into that. Animorphs was a whole crazy ride. Yeah, of 62 books, 62? I think. I think, I, look, that's one series that I read at random, y'all. I don't know if I ever <laughs> read them in order. I think I just went to the library and picked up whichever number one, 49. Whichever like, one I the, didn't have. The look. <laughs> and like, um, I don't know if they put this bitch back. But I'm going to get this and number 42 is available. Uh, but that yeah, that's a series. I don't think I ever finished, but it was mm-hmm. wild. What I do remember, it went it went real crazy. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I think for me, as far as starting books and reading mm-hmm. and stuff like that, my mom used to read me bedtime stories all the time. Mm-hmm. So I always heard these stories in different voices, and these characters had their own attitude, and to the point where you know. I started developing my own feelings about these characters. <laughs> Literally, one of my one of my quote unquote favorite stories, as my mom likes to call it, was uh, Henny Penny because I always felt like this bitch got everybody ate and then sat <laughs> down under the tree again. I, I, every time I would be like, I know turkey like a ducky lucky and Lucia Goose and then follow this bitch again. <laughs> <laughs> like so. <laughs> You are primed to be like, no, I'm gonna critique this behavior. Oh yeah, this is, this is unacceptable. I learned, I learned to find the henny pennies in my life at an early stage. Now you better come on now. Okay, <laughs> this ain't Sunday, but we preaching. Look, look, I know some of these people only know Aesop, but I know Aesop's fables, honey. Okay, but that's all right. Okay, don't laugh. But you, okay, I mean, honestly, <laughs> to that point though, like you just brought up like Aesop's fables and stuff, like. I was out here reading the Grimm's fairy tales too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right? And when and I don't I don't mean the little Cinderella movies and stuff, the nice versions of that. I was reading about how Ariel got you know every time she stepped, it was like walking on a thousand needles and like getting turned into sea foam and stuff. Like reading that kind of dark stuff too. The same thing. I remember. Um, I just remember this. Like I remember like one of the first like big like a uh, series of short stories i read was edgar Allan poe of course it was of course yeah of course <laughs> it was it was actually uh the first thing i read by edgar Allan poe was the whole raven uh, uh, <laughs> who's you know, that rapping that that tapping <laughs> the irony quote the raven nevermore nevermore all right that is wild first of all um i have also read a lot of edgar Allan poe but i think my favorite was telltale heart because you know what? Again, I take I take lessons from these stories, okay? Telltale Heart is, I don't care how good you're playing the bitch, you gotta tell somebody. Okay? <laughs> Cast of Amontillado. Oh, wild. yeah. Wild. wild. And I guess it was always just this thought that just as powerful as good magic can be, as the, the uh, faith, trust, and pixie dust could be, mm-hmm. You always had the dark capabilities of these powers. Right. And it wasn't necessarily that dark was always bad, but it was just the availability of the creative usage of that power. Right. right? And even with like sci-fi, with like we think of like, you know, the power system or magic and fantasy, but as a similar magic system or power system, which is like technology, right? And even within sci-fi it has that same kind of thing. You see the extent that the good that a lot of this stuff yeah. can do. But you see what people, you know, with bad intentions, intentions or maybe with intentions that they didn't even realize or whatever can just go down that road. And I think for me, when I think about, like, you know, why I fell in love with sci-fi and fantasy stuff in general, it's because, like, yes, it was this, excuse me, it was this place where, like, I can step into imagination, into a dream world, but it wasn't just, like, this toxic, positive world. Yeah. It was a world that was... Our world, 
in some cases, and in some cases a different one, but I could just step into. But it was this world that had a range of dynamic emotion, and I can go in into and, and experience so many different emotions, so many different spaces from a bunch of different like points of view. And I think we we touched on charm for a little bit, but I think charm is really a great example of that, where you could love the three sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, for those not familiar, uh, in the beginning we had Prue, Piper, and Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Later we had Paige. But for you to love the sisters and not always agree with what they did or yeah. always agree with their choices and for you to see past humanity as well because they didn't just protect the innocent and innocence was not defined as human. Yeah, They helped leprechauns, yeah. in some cases demons, some cases Cupid, yeah. some cases white lighters or angels or whatever the fuck, spirits. Mm-hmm. They were... We're protecting people that are at no fault, okay? Right. They felt like they felt like circumstances that every being was in was worth taking a look at, and I feel like that's one of the few and one of the first shows where we saw the protagonists, the heroines, the heroes operating from the, the operandi of hey, let's let's actually check this out before we make a judgment mm-hmm. because. Every other show, Batman, Superman, um, Spider-Man, you really, there was no such thing as an anti-hero or no such thing as a in-between space. It wasn't very many gray areas growing up. And I right. think that's mm-hmm. something else we latched onto. Especially at the time about. with those type of stories, right? Like yeah. we know now, like the DC world is wild and we know that there are so many different types of Superman and like those comics. But yeah. like, you know, well, in the 90s and early 2000s, right, we... But we weren't comic book kids, so we're right. we're coming from the TV movie exactly. perspective. So in the TV movie perspective, it was more or less black and white. So what again? What a treat, a gift it was to step into something that had like the dot, the whole range of morality like yeah. inside of it. And it's just you know one of the things that I think that's so important about that is like we lived in we're from the deep south, right? We <laughs> lived in a world where like that was a lot very black and white in a lot of ways that had to deal with that. That was really like. You know, uh, the world itself, the space was more traditional. We felt boxed in a lot. So being able to enter into these stories where we have that range of morality, like you could be in this gray area and that's okay. You know, you could figure out your way through that allowed us to, you know, experience a lot of possibilities that maybe at the time weren't afforded to us. And, and, you know, those kind of ways we could live vicariously through characters that had choices you know, that had options, that had power when we did not. And I think that's something for me that really stuck with me as a young kid that I thought was like, oh, yeah, I got this is the genre I'm going to. Because, you know, some people, they just like, you know, uh, regular fiction that's set in reality or they don't like fiction at all. They like nonfiction. And I think for me, it's something that really tugged me towards fantasy and sci-fi. And it's still, those are still my favorite genres today because of that. Yeah. I, I think I've always liked <clears throat> Similarly, the possibilities that came with fantasy and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I could be anything. You could do anything. You could create an entire world that not only you love, but that others love. Because I do think part of my mm. love of the genre is the fandoms, man. Yeah, the fandoms. The conversations you oh, can have it. with the people. I mean, high school, you kind of you heard our story. A lot of times, we would share the books with our friends so that we could have conversations on, oh, were you Team Edward, Team right. Team Jacob, were you Team Jim, Team mm-hmm. Will, if you read in front of the devices, you know, what's mm-hmm. up? You know. <laughs> were you, did you agree with the decisions this character made? Could you relate? 
the, it, logically, in some instances, one person would be like, nah, I don't get that shit. And another person would be from another background, from whether that's a two-parent home, they adopted, different socioeconomic classes. Mm-hmm. It was just interesting to hear a perspective that you never even considered. Right. And we continue that to this day where it's just like, we come from different backgrounds, even though we're both from the South. We come from different vantage points, even though we grew both up in the black, same like, yeah, both black. The same city. And I feel like sci-fi and fiction really gave us a lens into intersectionality in a truly, way truly. that a lot of nonfiction doesn't. Because nonfiction is always coming from more of a clear-cut perspective a mm-hmm. lot of times. Not to say that it's bad, but sometimes no, yeah. it doesn't discuss things in a way that other people can get it. Right. Um, I mean, Harry Potter... For all our Potterheads out there, having Muggleborns introduced introduced the intersection of people that had powers that didn't come from these wizarding families, mm-hmm. and I feel like that becomes uh, I'll you know we can say that's parallel to kids that are intelligent that don't come from rich families, right? Yeah. They don't come from a legacy of academics this person has this skill set or this person is good at this and that intersection can be all over and that's just one like very small example but hopefully that kind of gives you an idea of what we mean by though we have very much in common obviously we've been friends for years there are things that I wouldn't have thought of in certain circumstances Mm -hmm. and vice versa and when we share those ideas we kind of entertain that and either bring that into our own ideologies or we can have an intelligent conversation about, you know, that ain't me though and be (laughs) fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what this podcast is about where you'll hear us co-sign each other as we've been doing particularly well in this one. And -hmm. then other times you'll see us, you know, have to take a moment to discuss. You know, be on other sides of the boxing. Right. Like, okay, now let's talk about it. But you know, like again, like we were saying, like Ray was just saying, sci-fi and fantasy for us was like this bridge, right? It created this bridge into this sense of communality. Where yeah, we were excited. We would be like, hey, I want you to read this because I want to talk about this right. with you. And we'd be like, okay, okay. yeah, I trust <laughs> your taste. So we read it, and even if we didn't like certain books, right? There are certain series that. Ray likes a lot more than I do. Lunar like, Chronicles. You know, Lunar Chronicles, Vampire um, <laughs> okay, Academy. Like Can't those even remember things. the name, y'all. Right. I read one or two of those books. Okay, it wasn't for me. And the same thing with me. Blue Bloods by, um, uh, what's that young lady name? Um, <laughs> Melissa don't, De La Cruz. Don't ask like, me. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Melissa De La Cruz, like that I loved, you know, because of certain things about it. And they, you know, Ray might have read one yeah. or, or two of those books. And it was like, it ain't for me. But again, we it was a place for us to be able to share. And a lot of times it was us sharing certain books that whether we knew it or not, were reflective of our lives and our own mentalities. Yeah. So we shared more of each other with ourselves in that kind of way. And it was just... You know, beautiful. Part of the reason I think we're such great friends now and that we know each other so damn well is because we know each other's like psyches. Mm. Um, so we're just like, oh, I know how you're going to react to that, especially yeah. because when I think about one of the books that you were interested <laughs> in back then, okay, when I think about the stuff we were talking about on AO3, I know that. <laughs> we'll not get a, on AO3. Not a <laughs> shout out to AO3. AO3. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Mm, you will. Uh, <laughs> but... For sure, 100%. And 
whether that was books like, I mean, and sometimes you would think, eh, maybe I'm not going to like it. And in my case, I ended up devouring it in like two, three days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, Re- Rebecca Roan Horse, girl, where the next book at? Oh, yes, um, yes. And they pointed out the Adam Driver, was it Adam Binder series? Adam Binder That's series, it. yeah. That Adam oh. Binder series. Let me tell y'all something. I started out with, you know, I'll entertain Dia and the suggestion. This is not my typical read. She said, what do I care about Appalachian backwoods witchcraft? (laughs) Y'all, look at the title of these books. Do I sound like I give a shit about white trash warlock? That's the name of the book. Uh, (laughs) Dead B. Dead B. Do I sound like that? Listen to my voice. Mm -hmm. Really? Uh, but, but I kid you okay. not, mm-hmm. y'all. I finished. I finished the series in a smooth week. Okay, it would have been sooner than that if I ain't had to work. <laughs> All right, because I do. I'm. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a nine to five, forty hour witch. Okay, don't judge me. I ain't free yet. Um, but yeah, the the Adam Binder series was something that I I I wouldn't have broke stride on y'all. I wouldn't. Have, I would have saw it and kept on moving. Because. Mm-hmm. White Trans Warlock was not something, that's not a title that grabs me. Right. Okay. It, it, you know, I as the TikTok sound says, if it has a black person on the cover, I'll, oh, what's that? I'll, oh, jump scare. <laughs> but when it comes to things like that, you know, Dia always has their mind open to that. And that's that's something that I appreciate because, you know what? I would have missed out on the great series. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm just really good at finding niche authors, okay? Oh, yeah. I yeah. will pick a bitch up that's like, look at here. Mm-hmm. You just got an interesting slide look. slide it over the table and be like, no, no, no. No, listen. Listen to that. Listen to that. <laughs> Read that. Just start And I'm here. like, okay. I get in. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, with, um, oh, God. I'm See, okay, just so y'all know, I be saying that young lady, that young man, <laughs> that young person a lot. I know my age, my internal age, however, is ancient. Again, non-binary deity. Um, so, but like, um, oh God, what, what was that one? Uh, uh probably Legendborn. No, no, was no, 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 the Asian lady. Uh. Babel. Yeah. Baby, Babel, that book? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I did. didn't even know, didn't even think about that. I did catch that for with B mm-hmm. too. I did. Like, I did catch so that. that on like, go on, check that out right now. Like, so like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so like that. <laughs> Shout out to Auntie Tab. I want y'all to think I'm stealing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, you know, like we've been talking about, right? Like, for us, this has shown just how much, one, how important sci-fi and fantasy is to us, but again, how much it has been a bridge to getting to know each other even more and to learning more about each other, but more about our community and our friends and things like that. You know, because this is not just something the two of us share. You know, we have other friends who we've been friends with just as long that we share a lot of this stuff with too, who are a part of this, though they may not be a part of this podcast. So it's a place, you know. We're going to try. We're going to try. Because somebody got to play referee with us sometime. Yeah, we're going to try to pull them in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because listen, when we both agree on something, we need somebody to kind of stand there and be the devil's advocate because we're going to go all the way to... <laughs> all the way up. But, yeah. So, we do have a, a crew of uh, diverse groups of individuals <laughs> <laughs> that come with a variety of interests, much like we do. But the majority of the podcast, you'll hear our melodic voices. Our melodic voices. There might be some interviews back and forth and we'll let you know when that happens. But again, this is a space for y'all to just kind of listen to us talk. And some of this, you know, made to to uh, people who listen to a lot of like very... 
put together hoity toity podcast or whatever. It may sound a little rough, but again, it's just a conversation back and forth. So we invite you to just be in the conversation, you know, yell back at your phone, at your podcast <laughs> as we're talking. We can't hear you, but it'll be fun for you to do that, you know. Honestly, you know, again, we're we're here to just share our thoughts on our YA books. You know, we we definitely like to talk about young adult, but also new adult mm-hmm. and we'll discuss that in one of our macro episodes be on the lookout look for that. that um and you'll hear us talking in unison a lot we tend to do that <laughs> without <laughs> thinking about it <laughs> twinning twinning <laughs> yeah there's a lot of sodas bought over the years mm-hmm. um but yeah it's been a lot of shared movies that we've enjoyed a lot of shared books a lot of shared tv the concept of fantasy and sci-fi has always been new realities because sci-fi of Octavia Butler is so much closer to reality in some instances mm-hmm. for us today because she wrote it so long ago. And then others like N.K. Jemison, where it's like, oh, we don't live that life, but we can see how it can happen. Mm-hmm. And we also, you know, take from Toni Morrison, who has wrote a lot of, you know, straight up, more like fiction type of things said in real mm-hmm. worlds. But logical if you read, realism, yeah, logical realism, and actually, I have some some of her books I would like to classify as surrealism because mm. the way she writes is so magical in a way. And I feel like that's another concept that we don't really talk about in our community as much. It's not just the, the, the actual category or the genre of the writing, but how the writer ties everything together into such a unique viewpoint. And you will hear us talk about NK a lot. I've recently read like two series by NK and this shit is stuck. Okay. It is, it, it is one of those things. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is what I wanted when I was 16. Yep. This is what I wanted when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And this has nothing against the Cassandra Clares of the world, talented authors. This is nothing against, you know, Kristen and PC cast. This is just about, I wanted the representation and didn't know that mm-hmm. I wanted it. And when I got it, it's just, it's a new level. It's a new level. Um, And there's plenty of authors out there like that where you just have synergy with characters you didn't know you could have. Uh, If you don't know the word, look it up. Catharsis. That's what I feel when I read some of these books. It's a Mm -hmm. very cathartic experience. The fourth wall is completely broken because you know what? Uh, Briseis is my friend. We'll talk about that book, okay? If you know the Poison Heart, you know it. If you don't, you're going to learn about Briseis, okay? Briseis is that girl. If you know about uh, Nasun, we'll talk about her. Oh. If you know about Brooklyn and Bronca mm-hmm. and Neek, okay, mm-hmm. Manny, then you know. And, and these Essun are just. And, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, if you know these characters, then great. If you know the Zeles, okay, awesome, the Omaris, then, you know, this is the podcast for you. So, mm-hmm. all of that to say, we've been at this a minute. We have. Well, thank <laughs> y'all so much for listening and going on this journey with us. It's been a long time coming, and we're just so excited to bring this to y'all and just have our conversations be open to other people and to share more with our community. You, our community of listeners and readers and everything. And listen, you know, Again, remember, we may not love you all equally, but we do love y'all equitably. So please keep listening and keep coming to us. So be on the lookout for our our next episode. We hope to see you soon. And remember, listen listen responsibly. responsibly.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Black Worlding. We hope you enjoyed every minute of it. If you've been inspired by the incredible authors, characters, and narratives we explore today, we encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Be a good play cousin and connect with us on social media. Share your thoughts, favorite moments, and your own book and show recommendation. Remember, the power of storytelling lies not only in the words on a page or the scenes on a screen, but also in the discussions that ignite and unite us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your favorite platform. Your feedback and support means the world to us and helps us reach even more listeners. Together, we're creating a space where our voices are heard, our stories are celebrated, and every listener is valued. Thank Thank you you for for being a friend. friend.